Well, greetings, the whole pastor TWP family. This is Bobby Contreras. Um, I hope you are doing well. It is August 11th, and I have got an exciting uh, guest, an exciting topic. As you know, we're focusing on spiritual, physical, mental, emotional, uh, financial, and relational health. And I have Art Rayner here, and we're going to speak to financial uh, health here. Um, he is the host of the podcast More Than Money. He is so much more than that, though. Um, and so, Art, I'm glad that you're here. Welcome. And we'll just tell us who you are, where you're at. And and um, and yeah, let, let's hear that. Bobby, I, I'm so excited to to be on this on this podcast. It really is a, just a massive, massive honor for me be, to be able to, to talk to you, to talk to your audience and of course, to talk about uh, God's design for money, which I am very, very passionate about. So I'm the, the founder of a company called Christian Money Solutions, where our goal is just to simply help people discover and pursue God's design for, for money. And we're doing that through a variety of different ways right now, building it out right now. And I'm, I'm, I'm in North Carolina. So if you're familiar with the state of North Carolina, I'm, I'm in the, the Raleigh area, right outside of Raleigh. And it's a little town called, called Rollsville. I have three boys, ages, I want to make sure I get this right, ages 12, uh, soon to be nine, and six. This During the fall is when all their birthdays hit, and so <laughs> I got to make sure that I have that correctly. And then I'm married to an amazing woman, uh, Sarah. We've been married now for 16 years, which is crazy. And uh, it's she's the, the, the love of my life. And, uh, and so I'm that, that, that's who I am. Once again, just a guy that is passionate about helping people discover and pursue God's design for, for finances. That That's so awesome. Yeah. Congratulations already on behalf of the fall birthdays. I'm a girl dad. Um, and so while I grew up in a house of all guys, I am now fully inundated with all women in my household. So, um, Bobby, that's, can I just say, I have no, I have no idea what that's like. Um, yeah. and, and because I grew up, I grew up with, with two brothers. We didn't have a, didn't have a sister. And now I have three boys and, uh, and I'm sure that messes me up in some way. Like there's some type of just negative impact that, <laughs> that, that has had on my, on my life. Um, I'm sure my wife can attest to, to that, that I'm a one that's clearly grew up with boys and then also I'm raising boys. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know what that, that the girl, uh, world is like at, it seems awesome, though. I know girl dads are very proud of of the, the fact that they are girl dads. Yeah, it is brilliant. It is an awesome honor to be a girl dad. Um, but we can do a whole nother podcast on uh, the uh, <laughs> implications of being the only guy in the house. But that's for a later date. But um, I, I, too, am honored that I even get to have this conversation with you. I shared before we started recording that I have been... Uh, just listening intently to the More Than Money podcast. Um, it is um, financial health is something pastors, ministry leaders, their families, and even as um, we will get to here in a bit, the church as a whole, um, we all could learn um, better practices and have better health as it comes as it pertains to our finances. And so I absolutely have not arrived. I'm leaning in and learning. And um, I found you through more than money. Um, and um, here's where I was most excited. So episode 90, um, 
And, and so if you haven't listened to more than money podcast, please download wherever you can download it. I am not getting uh, any kind of payment for that. This is free advertisement for, no, but I feel like I should um, be paying you now. No, no, no. So it, it's worth it. It's great. But here's where our two worlds collide. Um, so I love to focus on uh, physical health. Um, it's something that I'm passionate about. And episode 90 brought your world and my world together. It was eight money lessons I learned from running a marathon. So welcome to running a marathon. <laughs> and I'd, I'd love to hear and I'd love for those listening to hear just a little insight before they go, because they're going to download this and listen to episode 90. But just give us a little insight of what's kind of going on here with the eight money lessons I learned from running a marathon. Yeah. So everybody's going to realize how stupid I am um, early on here in this, <laughs> in this episode here. Uh, so here's here's the deal. I I've I would not have ever considered myself a a runner. Um, I would do five Ks. I would enjoy that. Um, I did five Ks because I, I did. I, I like the competition that five Ks uh, presented, but I also could you know just go to the race and you know and, and leave like it's just really it's really quick. And and so any type of anytime somebody would say hey you need to do long distance running I, I, no. No, no, I had no interest in that whatsoever. Well, something happened in, in January of this year. So we're, we are in uh, 2022. And um, I was watching one of my friends run what was called the, the Dopey Challenge at Disney World. And if you're not familiar with, with that, here's how, here's how it works. On day one, you run a 5K. This is at Disney World. Day two, you run a 10K. Day three, you run a half marathon. And then day four, the final day, you run a full marathon. So you run all those back to back to back to back. And I was watching him do this. And I thought, you know what? I can do that. It <laughs> seems kind of, kind of fun. I'm going to do that. And so <laughs> I went to my wife and said, hey, Sarah, I'm going to do uh, this, this dopey challenge thing. And explained to her what it was. And she said, no, you're not. And I said, yeah, I am. She goes, all right, no. Now, you, you've only run, like the furthest you've ever run is 3.1 miles. Like, you're not, you're not doing this. You're, you're not going to do it. I said, no, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. She says, all right, all right, here's the deal. If you run a full marathon, she said, I, she said, I don't, it's not that I don't like want you to do, do this. She says, it's like, you're, you're going to like really hurt yourself by, by, by doing this. She says, but if you run a full marathon, then you have my full support at that point to do the, the dopey challenge, which once again, is at, is at Disney World. And, and so I said, challenge accepted. Now, before I walked out of the bedroom, I had already signed up for my first marathon. And so I told her, I said, Sarah, all right, done. Signed up for my first marathon. She said, well, when is it? Now, once again, we were in January. I said, March. She, you are, she goes, you are an idiot. It's like, you, you can't just all of a sudden do this. Like, you're going to really hurt yourself. Which, by the way, I have a history of hurting my, myself running. There's a, there's a history there. Um, so she truly was being more caring than anything else. And uh, so I, man, I, I just decided to, to go for it and just up my mileage day after day after day. Did everything that you're not supposed to do um leading up to uh, to a marathon and it got to the marathon it was the tobacco road marathon in Cary, north carolina 
And you know what? I crossed that finish line. Like I actually yeah. did it. The, the time was not impressive. Um, there was a few moments there, especially when I hit a mile 20 where I thought, yeah, I don't, I'm not sure if this is going to happen. I yeah. don't know if I'm going to, going to do it. Um, but of course, in the back of my mind, I was determined. I, I was going to crawl across that line if I needed to. And, um, and so crossed the finish line. And so now I'm actually training for this thing at Disney world, uh, called, I actually did not get into the, the dopey challenge. I'm, I'm doing what's called the goofy challenge where it's the half and yeah. full. Unfortunately, the dopey challenge was was completely filled before I could before I could sign up for it. So, but anyway, I am a I'm officially a runner now, and I've enjoyed it a lot, like, yeah. more than I ever thought. Well, that is awesome. And again, episode ninety, more than money. You got to listen to the whole thing because Art goes into a little more detail from the story, and I think it's fantastic. And I'll tell you, last night before um, getting ready for this uh, conversation. Um, everything is completely uh, booked up. Like you can't, you can't register for anything anymore. So I'm, I'm yeah. stoked that you'll get out there for that. Um, it, it's fantastic. I, I too love running, but um, as, as best as you can, or what highlighting what you would from those eight money lessons you learned, what, what are some, some things that you want us to hear from that experience and maybe even that's led maybe what you were going into that experience with as far yeah. as the lessons that you learned. Yeah, this is, this is where, you know, you truly are a money nerd. Uh, <laughs> when, while I'm running this race, I'm literally thinking about the lessons. This, this is, this is teaching me about finances and how I can glean um, lessons from this, from this experience. And, and so, as you mentioned in, in that episode, I laid out eight different um, lessons from running a, a marathon. And the, the first one was, was this, you need a why. Like you, if you're going to run a marathon, you better have your why you better, you better be motivated by something. And the same thing is true with finances. Like you need your why. Um, why do you want to get out of debt? Why do you want to have an emergency fund? Now, I look at scripture and I see our why. When you look at the Bible and what it says about finances, it doesn't say, hey, you just need to get out of debt. It doesn't say, hey, you just need to be financially healthy, to steward your resources wisely. It says, hey, you need to leverage your resources for the advancement of God's kingdom and for his glory. And unfortunately for many of us, financial health or a lack of financial health is preventing us from doing that as, as good as we, we, we could. And so you need your, your why. My hope with anybody that I'm talking to is, hey, if you're going to do your finances, you get financially healthy, if you're going to get out of debt, do it for the advancement of God's kingdom. Do it for his glory. Do it so you can leverage those resources so that every tongue, tribe, and nation can, can hear the gospel. Uh, there's a, a book called Inheritolatry. Uh, James Wise, a guy named James Wise wrote it. He's with Ron Blue's organization. If you don't know who they are, you, you don't need to, need to worry about that. The first chapter in his book was uh, very influential on, on me. It was influential because he lays out a, the, the great commission opportunity that we, that we have. And here's, here's what he says. He says, hey, look, over the next 30 years, we're going to experience what's called the great wealth transfers, where um, money – um, primarily through estates, uh, significant dollars are going to transfer from one generation to the to the next. And over the next you know, 20 to 30 years, we're looking at probably about 30 trillion with the T dollars that go from one generation to the next. He went on to say uh, that if we assume that there are uh, 
the, the Christians make up 25% the American population. You can debate that num number. Ultimately, you see it doesn't matter. That means that 7.5 trillion, once again with the T, will be in the hands of a believer. Just in the great wealth transfer alone, he went on to say, you know, right now, there's approximately 3,200 unreached people groups out, out there, people that have yet to, to hear the name of, of Jesus. Let's assume that it takes $75,000 per year to reach one group. Then let's also assume that to really engage that group, to really reach them, it need, we need about 20 years. So you just you start doing the math. If you have 3,200 unreached people groups at $75,000, dollars per year over 20 years you're talking about 4.8 billion dollars now within the and that's with the b now within the the great wealth transfer we talked about you know 7.5 trillion if you do the math being in the hands of believers that's with a t if you're not familiar with the uh with the relationship between a billion and a trillion there are there's um 1000 billion in a in a in a trillion so we're talking about a drop in the bucket it says man we need to get this thing right what an amazing opportunity that god has given us and for me, it wasn't a, man, what if we do? It was more of a, what if we don't, uh, that, that bothered me. What if, we, what if we don't do anything about it? Knowing that we have these resources, that God has entrusted these resources to us, but, but we don't do anything about it. Are we going to be the generation of Christians that future Christians look back on and say, well, what were they thinking? And we're talking about just in the United States, uh, States alone. And so I, my hope, you know, my why, you know, and we'll, we'll go through the next seven a little more quickly than this, but my why is to get fi people financially healthy so that then they can leverage these resources that God has entrusted that them so that every tongue, tribe, and nation can, can hear the gospel. That's my, that's my m motivation. Um, so sure. if you tell me you want to get out of debt just for the sake of, you know, being able to, you know, spend more, which I'm not against having, having nice things and enjoying the, the resources that God has given you. But if that's your motivation, if that's your why, uh, it's, you might not be the person for me. I want the person who says, you know what? I want to be able to be a part of this great commission work that God has commanded us to be a part of. And my financial health is hindering me from being able to do that. Um, you're the person that I want to work with. You're the person that I want going through our courses, reading our material, listening to the podcast, you're the one that, um, that I guess you say I'm, I'm, I'm after. Yeah. So that's, so, that's number uh, one, the why. So TWP family, if you just heard that, um, there's that little button that says 15 seconds, scroll back, um, do that maybe two or three times and listen to that again. Um, because I think that's the Christ centeredness of emphasizing and advocating for financial health is a game changer. I think that changes or it should absolutely change our perspective on our why changes things, not just for us, but for the people around us, especially those who haven't heard the name of Jesus yet. So I, I love that. So go listen to that again and then continue on to uh, the next seven. But I, I think that's fantastic. Yeah. Let me, let me walk through these next, next seven, seven quickly. No, number two, you can't just show up and expect to finish. Um, yeah. there was no way that if I would have that same day or the next day that I told Sarah, my wife, that I was going to run a marathon, um, just approach the starting line. There was no way that I would have finished that, that race. Um, yeah. so you can't just, you can't just show up and expect to, to finish a marathon. Likewise, you can't expect things to just get, to be okay with your finances. You can't just expect things to just work out, which, 
unfortunately, that there is a mentality out there um, that uh, that is just that where people just think that yeah, it's it's going to turn out okay. Now, unfortunately, finances aren't like that. That that's not how how finances work. So that's that's number two. Number three, you need a plan. You need some type of guide. Now, granted, I kind of made my own, own own plan. It probably wasn't the wisest plan for <laughs> running, um, but I had a plan. Uh, you need some type of guide. Now, what I recommend is something called the Eight Money Milestones, and yeah. you can find that on my website, artrainer.com. Click on the resources tab. You'll find uh, Eight Money Milestones. You can click on that and see it. And it's just a guide. That's all it is. It's not perfect, but it helps answer the question, what step do I need to take next? And then what, what have I accomplished? You can look back on the steps that you have accomplished. So you need, you need some type of plan. Uh, the fourth lesson that, uh, that I learned was don't underestimate the power of discipline. Oh my goodness. If you're going to prepare for any type of long distance run, and you know this really well, cause you're, you're like a, the, the ultra ultra runner, um, which I, there's, I'm never going to, going to get there. I'm not going to even, even try. You have to be incredibly disciplined. Uh, you can't expect everything just to magically happen o- overnight. Um, with with running, you certainly can't can't do that. And same thing with your with your finances. You have to be disciplined. You have to be patient. You have to most most of the things that um, people want out of their out of their finances, uh, the fi- type of financial health they want, it takes a long time. And I know we're in an instant gratification culture. That's just not how finances finances work. So don't underestimate the power of of discipline. Number five. Avoid all unnecessary weight. Now yeah, you've run favorite. races. Yeah, you've you've run races where you had to put weight on. Am I, am I right about that? And it, right, it yeah. creates it's a it's a it's a, it certainly creates a, a challenge. So when you're preparing for a if you're preparing for a marathon, you're trying to figure out how do I do this race with as much unnecessary with as little weight as as possible. Now, admittedly, I had a hydration belt on. Um, but that was that was it for for me. So you're trying to avoid all unnecessary weight, all unnecessary baggage. And the same is going to be true for your for your finances. If you're going to move forward, you need to get rid of things like like debt. You need to 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 let go of the weight that's holding you that's holding you back. Lesson number six, you must believe you can reach your goal. Like you have to have that belief that I can that I can do this. I was an idiot with with running the marathon, but I believed that I could do it. That was probably yeah. the one thing that I actually had going for me was that I truly believed that I was going to be able to run the marathon, that I was going to be able to cross the finish line. And that belief, I mean, I tell you that that motivated me. Um, it. it it, it kept me going when when I would hit a, a wall, even in my in my training, you have to believe that you can reach the goal. And here's here's what I tell a lot of people with their finances. You can you can do it. I say that a lot. You can do this because you can you can. It's not it's not overly complex. Um, it takes it takes a little bit of discipline, some, sometimes some lifestyle changes, um, some sacrifice. But you can do it. You can't. So you have to believe that you can reach the goal. Lesson number seven, surround yourself with the right people yeah. that are encouraging you along the way. One of the cool things that I found out about marathons was that um, they're, basically everybody there that's running is cheering you on. 
like they're they're your they're your fans and i and i became their fans along the along the trail along the along the run where if there's one guy specifically that he would pass me and he'd say come on man keep it up keep it up and then you know maybe a mile later i would i would pass him and i'd say the same thing back to him come on let's keep this going let's keep this going i have no idea i still to this day i have no clue <laughs> who he is but i'm grateful for him there's another lady that uh, toward the end she saw me she saw, saw me struggling um this is uh, i believe it was mile 21 somewhere around around there just just struggling she she came up behind me and uh, she says son don't don't give up don't give up don't give up and um and so it it, it motivated me now when i uh, got closer to the finish line i found i saw her and she had some type of pretty pretty significant cramp apparently she'd stopped completely so I stopped and I said, Hey, no, we're going to finish this thing together. Yeah. And if you were to look at the picture of us, if you look at my picture crossing the finish line, you have seen a lady right next to me. She was the one who encouraged me. And then toward the end, right at the end, I was encouraging her. We finished together. You have to surround yourself with the, with the right people. Forget about the people who say you can't do it. Just you don't, I, I don't, you still, you still can be friends with them, but yeah. don't pay too much attention to what they're, what they're saying get people who who will encourage you on this on this journey and then finally lesson number eight be be generous during the during the journey be generous during the during the journey a lot of people will say you know what i'm not financially healthy therefore i can't i can't give no that's not that's not true you may not be able to to give as much financially as you as you desire but you can certainly give you can give something financially and you you look at the you look at the the, the widow's uh, widow's might i mean she she only had two coins that's what she gave and yet jesus pointed to her at the temple treasury and said hey she gave more than anybody else that uh, that, that was given he was watching a lot of people with significant resources give give significant amounts of amounts of money but he said no it was her it's her who's giving more than anybody else why because in God's economy, amount sacrificed always supersedes amount given. That's what he pays, he pays attention to. He was not necessarily, he wasn't as concerned about what was going into the temple treasury at that point. He was more, he was more looking at what was still left at home. You see, with the, the widow, when she, when she went home, her life was dramatically changed because she gave all that she had. For those who were rich, the people that Jesus was originally looking at, when they went home, their life wasn't dramatically altered. And so Jesus is more concerned about what's still left at home than what's left in the offering plate. So amount sacrificed always supersedes amount given. So be generous during your journey and even with things that are not financial. Maybe your, your home, be generous with your home. Be generous with your time. Serve at your local church. Do those, those things along the, along the way because it's not that you're suddenly going to be debt-free and, and, and become generous. That's not how it works. It's not that you all of a sudden obtain financial health and say, okay, now I'm going to be generous. No, no. If you're going to, if you are not generous with much, you're with little, you're not going to be generous with much. And so be generous during your, your financial journey, uh, your journey to get financially healthy for the sake of advancing God's kingdom. So those are the eight lessons that I learned while, while running a, a marathon. See, I'm a nerd. See, that's, that's those yeah. are the things that I think about while, we're running 26 miles. 
Well, and what's even better is that I hope somebody is listening to this TWP conversation while running, and now they're running and geeking out on financial health, just the same as you do. <laughs> um, but hey, let, let me do this too. So you just heard the eight, and um, I, I think they're wonderful. Um, I fully resonate with number five. Um, the more we shed off, the better off we're going to be. And that's going to take yeah. time. So be, I would say be patient when you're shedding yeah. off the weight. Um, so I, I love it. I also want to highlight um, artrainer.com. You mentioned the eight money milestones. And I love that they are uh, bookended. You start with number one, start giving. Um, yeah. so, so we start there. We start sign up. You got to sign up, find help. I, 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 my prayer, my hope is that this is a, a springboard for those listening to start. So start giving is number one. And then it ends with your eighth milestone is live generously. And as you mentioned, right. there's a, a creativity when it comes to how generosity is played out, not just monetarily, but with our, our lives. And so I think that's helpful. And then you center it with a Christ-centered focus. And so I think, um, my again, my prayer, my hope is that this is just a a massive encouragement for those listening. Cause I, I think that this is a different way to look at it for um, the health of our finances as pastors, ministry leaders, church members, um, and, and folks together seeking help in this area. Well, I, I those eight money milestones, uh, you know, you said that we start with, with giving that is the, the first uh, milestone. And the reason is simple. This is not like an art rainer thing. Um, that's just when I look at scripture, that's our financial yeah. priority. Real biblical financial health is founded on, on on generosity. I mean, so when you look at scripture, you can't ignore generosity. And when you look at you know Proverbs 3 9, you know, we're to to give our first fruits, we're to give our first in our in our in our, in our best. I mean, that's so that's that's milestone number one. You know, we start giving. So that's why it's there. I mean, that's the the whole purpose. And of course, live generously is just to say, you know what? Now you can you can use your resources in an even more significant way to advance God's kingdom. But of course, you're being generous all throughout the journey. Yeah, I think that's huge. And hey, let me say this too. And um, I I think not only are you speaking to those obviously listening. Um, but I know your wife and three boys are seeing this lived out. My hope and prayer would be that Ella and Olive and Hannah, my three would be um, my wife and our two daughters would absolutely, this would be a foundation that we are laying for our daughters to participate in. Um, the whole idea behind TWP or the whole pastor is that this would be a resource so that it starts at top as pastors, ministry leaders are the example, but also that this would trickle down to us as church members, as the body. Um, and you've talked about the impact that that'll make as the body of believers coming together for the glory of God through our finances. You say it this way, I'm on a mission to help men and women discover God's design for them and their money. Um, so any, any last words for us in the TWP uh, uh, family? Well, first of all, I'm just grateful to to be on the on the podcast. I'm thankful for for your ministry, uh, thankful for 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 your audience, uh, knowing that they are primarily ministry leaders. Um, man, this you, you guys are my heroes. Um, you you really are, and I I get the financial challenges 
that um, that a lot of your your listeners are, are are facing. I mean, you didn't get into ministry for the money; you got into ministry for the for the mission. And so that means, yeah, sometimes it's it's financially tight. And so I I, I get that. And I just want to say thank you for for the work, uh, the ministry work that that you all are, are doing. And and thank you specifically once again for for this resource for uh, for pastors and and ministers at, at churches all over the place. Awesome. Thank you, Art. TWP family, that's Art Rayner. Um, more Than Money is the podcast, artrainer.com. You can find more resources there. And I'll say this, keep keep watching this guy. I think, Art, I think you're going to be a resource for us for uh, some time. And so um, for sure, I will um, do my best to stay connected and in touch with you. And maybe even one day, you and I, I'm, I think the Goofy Challenge is a brilliant idea. And so, um, we're going to figure let's out, let's do it. To do it. Yeah, let's do it. Or I'm going to get you out on the trail and we're going to do an ultra together. Um, so. Nope, not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, TWP family, um, thank you for listening. Um, hope to hear from you soon and art. I thank you and we'll see you later family. Bye.